doing mm. how have you been loving and who have you been loving on are you loving with intent or out of routine what kind of loving are you giving yourself I don't know about you but I love me some love I love to see it I love to watch it I love to be it. I love to experience it. You see, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'd rather love you as much as possible than to fight with you. But <laughs> I will fight for what I love. How has this series been treating you? If you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. This month of February, which is the shortest month of the year, you know, the world loves to give us blacks, us niggas, the shortest end of the stick. However, over here on Good Food, Good People Podcast, we are dedicating this month to all things love. The Black Mel edition, because I love me some black men, y'all. Okay. <laughs> we are celebrating love and our black kings while diving into how they love, what they love, who they love. And why is Black love so important? To close the series out, I have a very special guest. And I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I always say I have a very special guest. But it's true. Every single one of my guests is special. And I love to share them with you. I hope you know you are special too. Never forget that. It is impossible for one to know so many special people and not be special themselves. That's something I have to tell myself daily. Like, girl, you hella special. And don't forget that. So, yeah, my special guest for this episode is no other than my friend, Nakoi. What up, what up, what up, what up, everybody? What up, good food, good people, podcast? How y'all feeling today? Hope y'all feeling really, really good. Hey, what's up with you, boo? How you doing, <laughs> Koi? How you doing? You already, you already know how here, you know? You know, you know, you know? Yeah. You've been here, what, like 10 years of friendship? Since 2009. Oh, Nova like Nation 11 days. 11 years of friendship. This is deep-rooted. 12, 12, 12 years of friendship. Almost 12. Yeah. Listen, my math is off right now, so no, I ain't 12 years of friendship, yeah. yeah. This is deep-rooted. Like, this is my homie, y'all. We go way back. Way, 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 way back. He knows me. <laughs> And we've been allowing each other to really know each other as we grow and continue to walk this life, this journey. 
I appreciate that, Koi. I appreciate you for having me on the podcast. You know, I've been listening in and checking it out, you know, so I'm glad that I'm finally on here. So my time. Let's make it happen. Yes. Thank you for the space (laughs) and the time. So please tell the good people about yourself, Nikoi. Who are you? And you know, society tries its best to define us by our social media accounts, but they don't really know the ball. Or furthermore, many of them don't know thyself. So please do share. We're all ears. Wow, wow, wow. Who is Nikoi? Um, Nikoi is a... uh, man that's on a journey, mm-hmm. a continuous journey of self-discovery. Uh, one thing about me that I realized is that I can't put a specific label on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that I can't put a specific label on myself, I've adapted the power of the and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I am a banker mm-hmm. and I am a model mm-hmm. and I'm a real estate person and I'm a contractor and Mm -hmm. I'm a chef (laughs) and I'm a bartender. (laughs) So as life goes on, I just keep adding things onto this and list. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't feel as if there's one specific way to define me. Mm -hmm. I'm just a person that's on a continuous journey of Mm self-discovery, learning about myself, learning about what the world has to offer me and uh, just being the best that I can be each and every day. I love that like that struck a chord within me because i feel like sometimes most times society will try to put us in a box like you can only be this and to always keep the and i love it it's it's just continuous i love it yeah thank Mm. you thank you thank you thank you so how have you been loving yourself lately i've been loving myself by just being learning more about myself Mm. um i would say within the past Two years, Mm -hmm. the past two years, I've definitely been um, loving myself more and more so understanding myself. I feel like before 28, I knew who I was, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know why I did certain things. I didn't take time to understand why I reacted to certain way or why I felt a certain way about certain things or why certain things just, you know, boils me up on the inside or why do I choose to give so much, you know, mm-hmm. um, learning to understand myself is how I've been loving myself. And by doing so, I've been able to grow out of depression and grow out of, uh, you know, different obstacles that I had to overcome in my life by just paying more attention to myself. One of the greatest things that you can actually do is learn how to be with yourself, by yourself. You don't need anyone to make you happy. I think that just coincides with what the topic is about today, you know, getting into love, what is love, and, you know, how are you loving yourself? So I'm loving myself by understanding me. That was really good. We're going to let that sit right there, understanding me. Because so so many times and so too often, I know myself, I will be so quick to understand everyone else except understanding myself and confronting the parts of me that um, I don't really want to confront. So that was good. How have you been showing love? I've been showing love to myself by taking care of myself. Um, and just be like little self-care things, you know, um, I recently started working out more. I honestly, majority of 
2020, I was not in the gym because of the pandemic happened. Um, and, you know, the pandemic, the gym was closed. I wasn't really able to go to the gym and work out. Yeah, I went running, but I also like to lift weights too. Mm-hmm. So just being able to be active and be physical, mm-hmm. that's something that I realized that I need. I need that type of activity to burn some sweat, burn off some steam because I've been an athlete my entire life. Mm-hmm. I my before college, mm-hmm. I remember just being like you know six years old in Jamaica, mm-hmm. running around with a cricket bat, mm-hmm. trying to keep up with my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, then coming to America and playing baseball for twelve years and playing street football, street basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, then going to high school, playing baseball, running track, cross country, mm-hmm. and going to college and running track. So. During the pandemic, I was not able to do those things Mm -hmm. that kept me active and, Mm -hmm. you know, allowed me to relieve some stress because the whole place was closed. Right, (laughs) right. We were on lockdown. (laughs) Yeah, we were on lockdown. Um, And just the conversations that I have with myself. um, Mm -hmm. I think oftentimes people think I'm just super confident person, Mm -hmm. but life has humbled me so Mm -hmm. much that it's forced me to be confident. Um, and not confident in a cocky way, but just confident in knowing what my abilities are. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes that's just things that I struggle with because I'm not always confident. I'm not mm-hmm. always this assertive type of person, which I don't think I'm assertive at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but life has forced me to be that way. Just some of my upbringings and some mm-hmm. of my past. Being more gentle with the conversations that I have with myself is another mm-hmm. way that I've been loving myself. Because mm. um, I'm very hard on mm. myself. Listen, Corey, my mother literally told me last month, Ariel, you're too hard on yourself. And I'm my worst critic. And sometimes I shrink myself. And I remember back in college, <laughs> when I think I became the lifeguard, you said, Ariel, you, you swim? Like, you know how to swim? <laughs> and I don't think I, um, like, I tell people, like, yeah, I swim, but like, I swim my entire life. Like, being six months in the water, like my parents just have done this. So I think I have been also missing going to the pool and then like my love for running um, that developed while I was near water, you know, just mm-hmm. I can do it, but not like it's cold and I ain't white. So <laughs> <laughs> I ain't running right now. And yeah. the way my joints is set up right now, I can't do it. But definitely um, the humbleness of it all. And you, y'all, he's very humble. Okay. If you don't humble yourself, God will. Life will. (laughs) Okay, life. God will cause us everything. Like, it will humble you and still work out for your good. And that's what I'm learning myself. Like, okay. All right. All right. I hear you, God. Nikoi, are you single or are you mingling? And if you're not mingling, is it because you're too focused to mingle? And what does dating look like for you? Yes, I am single. Okay. Honestly, I'm in a space right now that I'm not looking for a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for a relationship. If it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. And I I know that when I'm ready, I know that I'm going to be prepared for my next relationship because Mm -hmm. of all the work that I've been working on internally. Like before, I would just jump into a relationship because, you know, someone wanted you know, I was talking to someone and I felt like things weren't going right, but I knew she wanted a relationship. Mm-hmm. 
And then I would just jump into the relationship and then it just wouldn't work out mm -hmm. when I knew that I was just doing that to appease the other person. Right. But if I stay true to myself and say, Hey, you know what? I'm not ready right now. Mm -hmm. I will. I don't know when I'm going to be ready, but right now I'm not ready. I could be ready tomorrow. I could mm -hmm. be ready six months from now. Um, and just having that honest conversation with someone else, it, I think that's also very important right now. Yes. I'm single. Um, am I mingling? Not really. I have my eye mm -hmm. on, on somebody. That's you know, good. That's but, good. You know, I'm just, as, like I said, like, I'm not rushing anything. I'm just taking my very time. And I'm mm -hmm. like, my focus right now is not on a relationship. My mm -hmm. focus is on me because mm -hmm. the right relationship will come to me when I'm better. Mm -hmm. And that's just how I look at it. Some people think that they can grow and become mm -hmm. better in a relationship. I like to work on myself mm -hmm. and present my best self mm -hmm. to our relationship. That's how I look at it, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> mm, I like that. I like that. What are your thoughts on that? <sighs> on being single? Yeah, I mean, being single, you know. I, um, uh, I am single and I have been single for a long time, but I was like entangled. I hated the fact that I was entangled in, in a situationship. And, an entanglement. An entanglement, for real. And you know what? <laughs> I was just reading today in Hebrews, like, God said, stay away from sin that entangles you. And I was like, ooh, God, I sure Thank enough you. was. God will speak to you through okay. messages. Okay? Like, he will speak to you through messages. Yes. But, yeah, I've... um. On my journey of singleness, I am not one to jump from relationship to relationship. I'm more of the person who stays in a relationship a little too long. Staying too long. And then when I, I finally leave, it's like I need years and time to get me right because I don't want to jump into another relationship and potentially hurt the other person because mm -hmm. of what I failed to work on on myself. Mm -hmm. And to, um, like you said, understand why this is a red flag for me because of what I've been through and dealing with, you know, the perception of what I have been seeing as far as my life so far. Like the subconsciousness mm -hmm. in the book, like you were telling me, you're a badass if anyone needs to know the book. Dealing with your subconsciousness and your consciousness and like just understanding why I am um, chose the type of men that I dealt with before, meaning why I like hood niggas. And I will never forget this guy I was dating. And he said, Ariel, you like hood niggas. I'm like, oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. And then... <laughs> If I felt like Janae, like I went from stranger to strangest. And up until recently, I was like, damn, sis, you was like in the hood, niggas. Mm -hmm. And understanding like, mm, they don't serve you. They're not, they're not here for you for long term. This is not who God has for you. Mm -hmm. And also understanding like I there I kept repeating it because I wasn't learning something that God needed me to actually learn. So I feel like I finally learned it. You know, I finally got that lesson. And now it's more, you know, lessons that I have to learn within myself and being by myself again, because I've been through this same cycle before. I've been able to be by myself and be okay. And now I'm approaching a season where it's as if I'm running for myself. And it's like, uh-uh, but you've been here before. Like, look where God had take you from before and you were okay in this season. Like you'll be okay in this season again too, because God has you. So don't 
run away from yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, confront you. And um, like you, learn to love yourself better and be kind because I am kind. I'm a kind person, but I'm not kind to myself. So it's just like, literally, I was having a conversation with um, Sarah and I was like, girl, if we were the walking models of how we talk to ourselves, somebody be like, who beat you with an ugly stick? Like, why are you talking to yourself like that? And it's like, what... Like, you could be kind to everyone else, but not kind to yourself is defeating the purpose. Like, are you truly kind or is it an act, you know? Yeah. So um, being very conscious of, am I being kind to myself? And how I stay kind to myself is being intentional with myself. So I have an alarm on my phone that goes off at 7.04 for Psalms 34 and 4. Like, I sought the Lord. He delivered me from my fears. It asks me, are you being intentional? And some moments I'd be like, oh, yes, God, I'm on it. And then sometimes I'd be scrolling like, oh, God, no, I wasn't intentional today. You know, so like those reminders help me to be kind and to show me love. So that answer your question. Yeah, you got to be kind. You got to show yourself love in order for you to actually love. So I, I definitely heard everything you're saying and you know thank you for sharing that with me (laughs) no problem no problem okay so valentine's has passed what are your thoughts as a single black man on this yearly celebration before you answer it let me just tell the listeners we are aware that on valentine's day is an all actual pagans holiday a, a, a pagans practice so you know it's another reason why society have us spending too much money and just luring us into like not really spending on the right things. We get lost in the hype. But I say all that to say, me personally, I love seeing love on display. Like I'm, I love Valentine's Day because not saying you shouldn't be loved on every day, but like we need to see this and be this daily. And not just for other people, but for us, because I think by showing more love, uh, we'll have better individuals. You know, so what's your thoughts? Like Valentine's Day for me isn't one of those things where I go out of my way to to show someone that I love them extra mm-hmm. on this day. Because when I'm in a relationship with someone or, or just anyone that I'm that I'm dealing with, I'm gonna show up regardless. Mm-hmm. And I know people are gonna listen to that, oh, that's just a cop out. Mm-hmm. You don't so ce- I'm not saying I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. It, if it's that important to her, we're going to celebrate it, you mm-hmm. know? But for me personally, I don't care about Valentine's Day. What are you doing for the other 364 mm-hmm. days of the year? Mm-hmm. You know, because everyone looks at Valentine's Day as if it's just a woman's holiday. I mean, mm-hmm. are you supporting your man? Are you mm-hmm. making sure that he ate? Mm-hmm. Are you making sure that he's good? Mm-hmm. Are you making sure that he's okay? Did, and when I say okay, I, I don't mean like you, hey, babe, how are you? Are like, you okay? No, checking in. Like, are you checking in? Are you having those deep conversations? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because love is a two-way road. It's mm-hmm. not just about the gifts, the flowers, you know, mm-hmm. the hotel room that mm-hmm. y'all gonna go in and have and have mm-hmm. some, you know, Alfredo pasta <laughs> <laughs> or whatnot. You know, um, yeah, yeah, no Alfredo pasta, by the way. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to it than just the one day. And I feel like love should be celebrated every day. Again, I'm not against Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. I get it. um, But I don't actively go out of my way to be like, oh, 
or stress yourself yeah. out about it. Yeah. Okay. I for me, you. honestly, yo, Thanksgiving is where it's at. So <laughs> like Thanksgiving for me is way more important than mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, if, if my shorty wants to celebrate Valentine's Day, sure. Like what you want to do? Like, right. You tell me what you want and I'll, I'll make it happen, you know, right. and I'll add my own little flair flair to it to make it mm-hmm. special. That was my next question anyway. So thank you for answering. Were you someone special Valentine? Ah, was I someone special Valentine? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. I, don't, I don't know. Okay. I don't know, you know? <laughs> mm. Wait, before I go to my next question, I wanted to ask you too, what does it mean? Like, what does I have my eye on someone mean from a man's perspective? Does that mean you act on it or you just watch from a distance and get yourself together and wait for the perfect opportunity to align itself? The, the latter. I, I'm i watching from a distance type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I'm not ready right now to to be in an active, serious relationship because mm-hmm. um, there's just more that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm aware of that. So because I'm aware of that, I try not to get too involved with anyone. My phone dry. So <laughs> let's just keep it there. My phone is dry, okay? Um, so... I mean, if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I got my eye on someone. That's that's what it is. Okay. All right. Now, Sabar, is the pussy an acceptable gift for Ms. Valentine's Day? <laughs> is the pussy an acceptable gift on Valentine's Day? Yeah, but like you better throw some flavor in there this so year. Some extraness. You know, some extraness. You better do a backflip and a split on it, you know? Um but I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to say though. Like, because like, are we only having sex this one day? Right. Like, right. I'm pretty sure some of your best sexual experiences mm-hmm. have not been on Valentine's. Day. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we put so much pressure on on Valentine's Day. I'm going to give him the wildest <laughs> head out mm-hmm. there. I'm gonna give her the best head, and it don't turn out that way. Mm-hmm. You know, is sex the Mo is an, an important gift on Valentine's Day. Not the most important. We can still mm-hmm. have a good time. Okay. You know, you could just cook me a meal. I can okay. cook you a meal. You know, gotcha. a massage. Ain't nothing wrong with it though. I ain't, right. I ain't gonna turn something down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not turning it down. You know what I'm saying? Okay, got you. Okay, yeah. so tell me, as a black man, how do you celebrate yourself? I think it's difficult. Um, this year, just all of what happened in. Mm-hmm. 2020 just being a black man it's been hard to to love yourself you know Mm -hmm. with all that you see that's going on in the media you see what happened to george floyd Mm -hmm. um ahmaud aubrey Mm -hmm. um you know you see fellow Mm -hmm. black men like yourself Mm -hmm. can't forget about brianna taylor our Mm -hmm. sister you know you see black people just dying by the hands of police brutality and that's depressing. Like, mm-hmm. although it's not, that's not my actual brother. But you that's feel not, that. Yeah, that's, that, I feel that's something, they look like mm-hmm. me. That, that could be me. I love mm-hmm. to, we just discussed, you know, we like to go on runs. Mm-hmm. Like, I could just be running in the wrong neighborhood and mm-hmm. someone decides that they want to shoot me down, you mm-hmm. know? It's been hard just trying to love yourself as a, as a Black person. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like, after 2020, 
black people need therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't clear it. before, yeah. it's definitely clear like, now. We we got to find some type of therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, don't hold it in because mm-hmm. as a black man, they always tell us, you know, be strong. Mm-hmm. You know, black men don't cry. Uh, you know, crying is a sign of weakness and mm-hmm. all that bullshit. That's mm-hmm. not true. Like. Mm-hmm. Black men, we have emotions, mm-hmm. we have feelings, and sometimes we have to cry to let them out. Yes, cry and let them out. Yes, Don't. and I be teased for. I try to teach that with my own, with my babies. Like it's okay to cry. Yeah, but still, tell me what's wrong yeah. and how we can fix it. How can we move forward? Can't stay and cry all day, but get yourself together and cry it out. Yeah, yeah, that's facts. Emotional available people begins at the foundational level as children. What does blackness represent for you? What does it mean? It's being in in one with my culture, the people around me, my black people. For me, I have a different experience on what it's like to be black because I'm Jamaican. Mm-hmm. You know, I was born in Jamaica and a lot of the traditions that are celebrated here in America just weren't celebrated in 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 Jamaica, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there's just not certain things that that we do as a family in Jamaica. Like some of the people that we learn about in school are like Bob Marley, mm-hmm. Marcus Garvey. Mm-hmm. You know, and you come here, you don't see that. So it's just it's just a whole bunch of it's a different meaning for me what it means to be in one with my blackness because my blackness also is incorporated in with Jamaican culture and, you know, being here in America for so long now. Got you, got you, got you. I remember when I was young, Mm -hmm. when I first came to America, I had to tell my mom to buy a Christmas tree. Like, oh my, you got to buy a Christmas tree. (laughs) She's like, why? We don't do that in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. We don't have a Christmas tree. I was just like, well, I mean, we're in America now. Mm -hmm. So we going to go to Kmart and get this Christmas tree or not? Nah? <laughs> like, what's up? Mm-hmm. And then we went out and got a Christmas tree. You know, like, it. I had to tell my mom, like, hey, mm-hmm. this is something that we should do because mm-hmm. we're now in, in America. America. Yeah, it's just being Black for me is a, it's a little bit of a different experience, but everyone has a different experience. You know, Nigerians have mm-hmm. a different, Ghanians have a different, Trinidadians mm-hmm. have a different. And that's what makes Bayesian. Blackness. Yeah, there's so many of us out here, you know? Mm -hmm. So So. complex and so great and beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So what's your thoughts on Black love? And is it important and why? I love seeing Black love. Mm -hmm. It's very important for young children to see Black love. And I, Mm -hmm. when Black love, you know, became popular in like, like 2018, Mm -hmm. 2017, 2018, right around that time when mm-hmm. it just started to take off into its own lane, I was just like, wow, this is great. Like, this mm-hmm. is great for us because just I'm very observant. And I just always noticed that, you know, when it comes to dating, Black people are more open to dating outside of their race mm-hmm. than, let's say, white people mm-hmm. or let's say Hispanics or let's say, mm-hmm. you know, Asians or Jewish people. Mm-hmm. It's very rare I've seen a Jewish person mm-hmm. with a black mm-hmm. with a with or a, a black person or a non-Jew. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. I've I don't know if I've ever seen an Asian person with mm-hmm. a non-Asian. Mm-hmm. 
it's very rare. Sometimes you see a a, a white person with with a black person or something mm-hmm. like that. But in the black culture, you know, we're taught, you know, love everyone. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like it doesn't matter who you bring home. Mm-hmm. I mean, some obviously some of the cases it's like, yeah, you better not bring no one who ain't black in this house. <laughs> I don't know my household. <laughs> you know, but like. Black people were just more open to mm-hmm. dating outside of our race, mm-hmm. so I think it's very important for just the development of everyone, and especially young children, to see how important it is to be with someone that's black. It's only going to continue to grow from there, and I think black love is dope. I remember being—I um, used to date this guy in high school, and him and his brother would tease me and say, oh, your family's like the Huxtables. Like, oh, your mom and dad is here. And I like, I shrunk myself because I was like, no, we're not. But like, looking back, it's like, no, that's a compliment. You know, it's just looking at it from their perspective and their um, their perception of what wasn't happening, what they didn't see in their own household. Mm-hmm. But to be in a household and to witness that and not saying that it's perfect, you know, Everyone has their journey. Every love is different, but it's an amazing thing. And it makes me um, really want to recreate that as well. Mm -hmm. And I do have in-laws that are white. Some people are like, what? Your brother got a white wife or your sister married to a white man? It's like, yeah, we're a blended family. But that still doesn't take away of, you know, what I want for myself. Each person is different, you Mm -hmm. know? But I do agree with you that, like, we're the only race that is so acceptable to date outside of our race in comparison to other races. And it's 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 sad because I remember when I was in college, we went to Vanilla Nova, Mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. we know. On the main line. You know, Vanilla Nova, rich (laughs) white folks. You know, I remember I was talking to this girl and like she legit only wanted to date me not not even date me for real for real. she mm-hmm. just wanted she just wanted to fuck honestly mm-hmm. she just wanted mm-hmm. the d to be with to, to say that she's been with a black uh, mm-hmm. to be with a black guy it was it was very weird for me because i was like oh i actually kind of i i'm actually vibing with you i mm-hmm. kind of like you but then when the time came for us to like let's go get some food you know let's mm-hmm. go to the mall it's just like yeah nah i'm busy i'm just like oh you always busy like we can't go to the movies mm-hmm. you know like we're not trying to like hang out and then she was, she told me like she don't think that's gonna work. You know she can't mm-hmm. bring a black guy home. And I was just like, wow, like this is the harsh reality. This is 2010 now. Like right. you know, um, right. you would think that we have grown mm-hmm. past that, but no, that's how they're raised. They're mm-hmm. raised. You better bring home someone white. You better bring home someone Jewish. Yo, I will never forget one of my white friends at Nova. Um, she legit. I mean. <laughs> Thank you for your um, honesty. She told me, um, yeah, my dad said, don't bring a black man home unless he's going to the league, playing basketball or like some type of professional sport. And I was like, wow, so y'all raised like this. Like, this is your mindset. Like, this is. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason why we're going to accept like a nigga. That's it. Yeah. And it's just for the experience, just Mm -hmm. to experience black person and we're on love right now it's not really to love a black mm. person experiencing someone and you know having sex with them it's not that's just the surface of mm-hmm. it you know mm-hmm. loving someone is is totally different mm-hmm. so you did answer my question about wanting that for yourself oh of course yeah i i do want 
some, you know, little chocolate babies mm-hmm. running around. Okay. I don't know when, but um, I do want some chocolate babies running around the crib, you know. Do men get baby fever like women do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yes. I mean, I would say, like, the older I get, mm-hmm. the more um, I'd be like, damn, that chocolate baby look good. I'm like, yo. I want one, mm-hmm. but then I have to like stick. I have to Count remember. <laughs> I have to remember myself. Like, yo, you got baby money, right? I'm like, you know what? You right, my nigga. You right. You don't got baby money yet, but right. you will. You, you will. will soon come. You know, I have a, I have conversations with my with my guy friends all the time, mm-hmm. and one of my boys is like, yo, bro, you won't believe. I I didn't believe you when you said like, yo, like when you hit a certain age, you know, you just start thinking about babies. I'm like, yo. I just saw a baby on Instagram mm. and it made me want a baby. I had to like check myself. It be real. Yeah. It be real. I tell my coworker all the time, like, girl, my ovaries be jumping. Like, it's this one little girl. And she is so cute. Her mom dresses well. Like, she's kept. She's clean. And... All she does is, <laughs> she don't cry. I was like, oh, I want a baby like this. Like, I'm going to want to don't cry like this one. Mm-hmm. And literally, she waved at me. She's only one. I waved back. And then she just put her hands up. I was like, oh, I'm a sucker because I'm going to pick you up every single time. And yeah, the baby fever be real. I mean, let me stop um, looking at these baby pages. But working with them, <laughs> I'm just like, Ariel, calm down. You're trying to get more paper for yourself. <laughs> you ain't even got no extra paper for the baby. Yeah. So I have like work kids that I'm like, they are doing me well right I mean, now. And they're your kids for real, for real. Yes. You spend more time with them at work than you do at home. So I do. They are your kids. They are. I spend more time with them than their parents. <laughs> when you think of like love, who and what images pop up into your head immediately? First image that comes to my mind is the Obamas. Mm. It's the Obamas. Like I don't see... Any other image that's just as great. Yeah, Beyonce and Jay are close, but very much up there too. But for me mm-hmm. and what I see, like Black Love, it's what Michelle and Barack got, mm-hmm. you know, started with a dream, mm-hmm. you know, she, and it's really like a lot of people don't really realize it. it's a lot of work that Michelle did. You know, mm-hmm. Michelle sacrificed a lot of her career. She Michelle was more successful than Barack when they met, mm-hmm. but she decided to invest in him. Mm. And by investing in him, he became the president of the United yes. States. Talking the about first a black, black woman president. holding her man's back. You yeah, know, like, like standing beside her. Yeah, that's dope. Like mm-hmm. that's what I want someone to invest in me mm-hmm. that way. You know? You don't see anything from them, like no scandals mm-hmm. or anything like that, any type of situation that they have. Like you, you can tell it's done behind closed doors. They mm-hmm. talk it out. They have that Leo and Capricorn love, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's the top of the mm-hmm. list, mm-hmm. top tier mm-hmm. black love. Um, mm-hmm. And yes, that's not achievable for everyone, not that, not that type of image. Not everyone's going to be the president of the United mm-hmm. States or the first lady, but just being able to have that image for people to see something for them to strive towards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's dope. A relishing in the fact that anything is possible. Yeah. Anything. What does it mean to you when I say lead in love? Lead in love means to um, do all things with love. When you do things with love, you're not doing it to get something back you're doing it 
simply for the benefit of someone else. Mm-hmm. You're doing it to provide service to someone else. Leading with love means I'm going to do something for you, not because I want anything back, but because it's coming from my heart. Mm-hmm. And when you lead with love in that way, you don't ever feel as if you are depleted or you're doing something to get an advantage. You know, mm-hmm. like example, me and you are in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking and, you know, you, your laptop broke mm-hmm. and, you know, you don't have the money to get a new laptop right now. And I don't have it either, but, you know, I work to get you a new laptop, not because you're my girl, because I know how much work you do on your laptop mm-hmm. with your podcast, being mm-hmm. in school and writing. I know how important it is to you. And it's I'm, I'm giving you this laptop because I know how much it means to you mm-hmm. and I know how much it, it'll benefit you. Mm-hmm. Not because I want to be at the end of the day like, yo, I gave you a laptop mm-hmm. like you should charge the, the mm-hmm. ground that I walk on. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, I know this is important to you. Mm-hmm. So I want to help you. I want to mm-hmm. give this to you without me getting anything back. And nor do I want you to try to get me another laptop because that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. The sacrifice of it. Exactly. Mm. So how are you leading in love? That's something that I I believe that I do just based off of my definition. I don't do anything for anyone with, you know, holding it in my heart. I don't No, That's just not me. I'm, I believe I lead in love daily with people that I meet, you know, you being genuine. Yeah. Just, Mm -hmm. I I believe my heart is Mm -hmm. genuine. I know everything I do comes from my heart. Mm -hmm. I know that everything I do is for love and not because of love. Mm -hmm. There's two different things. I do something for love, not because I'm in love with you. Mm -hmm. That's a big difference there. Um, Because when you do something for love, it's you're doing it from the kindness of your heart. Mm -hmm. You're doing it because you're in love. It feels as if it's an obligation, Mm -hmm. something that you have to do. Mm. That's good. That's good. So that's kind of like, would you tie that into your definition of love? My definition of love is a choice. Everyone has their own definition of what love is. You know, my definition is going to be different from yours. Mm -hmm. It's going to be different from Barack and Michelle, Mm -hmm. you know, my view and how I look at love, love is a choice. Mm -hmm. Like you choose to make someone happy. You choose to give yourself to someone. Mm -hmm. You choose to be in love. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just something that just magically happens. You work on yourself Mm -hmm. to heal yourself and you choose the person that you want to give your love to. And by constantly choosing someone, you continue to build on that love. You know, there's been plenty of times we've been in relationships where we were in love Mm -hmm. and things went south and we didn't continue to choose that person. Mm -hmm. We didn't continue to choose that situation. And if you continue to choose something, that just making that choice is what love is really all about and Mm -hmm. that's how i look at love it's just that choice Mm -hmm. you know the ability to continue to choose someone put Mm -hmm. someone's happiness above yours not saying that that's what you do all the time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you know and sometimes you gotta choose to love yourself too Mm -hmm. and choosing to love yourself could also mean walking away because Mm -hmm. right now 
this is not beneficial for your me, health, my mental health, mm-hmm. my growth. Yes, I understand that we love each other, but it's just causing a strain on me. Right. Love should help you grow. Love should be with growth. Yeah. You know, period. For sure. Hmm. What do you love? I love to help. Mm-hmm. I love to help people. Like Me too. I love to help people and not even get anything from it. I love to help. I love to give myself to people. Mm-hmm. And sorry, a sidetrack really quickly. Like mm-hmm. the thing the thing about like giving mm-hmm. that I had to learn over the past two years is being such a giver. You have to learn to give boundaries. Like mm-hmm. God created boundaries. Y'all were just telling my mom this. Like God created boundaries. Like look at the skies, look at the the ocean, look at sea, like everything. Like boundary is already in us. So we have to do that. Exactly. And because if 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 you're a giver, you will constantly give, give, give. And people will take. And people will take, take, take. Mm-hmm. But if you give with boundaries, you will realize when your well is becoming empty. Mm. And if you set those boundaries up, you will realize, okay, my well is getting um, empty. I can't give anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But I've given all that I can right now, and I just can't give anymore. That way you leave something mm-hmm. left for yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, what else I love? I love to love to work out. I love, to, I love music. Me too. I love Me music. Too. Like, I can choose that over TV. Any oh, yeah. oh, yeah, sure. time of the day. I don't, watch, I, I don't watch TV. I, I come home, I just throw on some Spotify and just have some music playing in the background. Like, I have to plan for TV. Like, okay, I'm going to watch this. Like, I've been wanting to watch Judas and the Messiah. I just watched Malcolm and Maria yesterday or so, but I have to plan for yeah, like, what Malcolm, I watch. Let's talk about that Malcolm and Maria. That <sighs> Toxic. And I exhausting. hate arguments. That was a, you know, I turned off the TV after argument two, dead ass. Like, <laughs> I was like, yo, I can't do this. I have so much peace in my life right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. that just watching this argument is mm-hmm. me- making me feel drained. Mm-hmm, and I legit mm-hmm. was like, yo, why are people so in love with this? Like, yes, I get it. The acting is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But like the type of messages that I'm receiving right now. The type of relationship that it confirms, like you can stay in there. Like you can stay in that type of relationship if you're in that relationship. And no. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. And and it's just like, and it's it kind of ties into like a lot of the things that love is doing something for someone without, you know, trying to receive something back. And a lot of the times Malcolm just kept saying, you know, you know, I did this for you. I helped mm-hmm. you off the streets. I helped you do this. I helped you do that. Like, she made sacrifices too, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, don't humble yourself. Right. It's a you know? need on both ends. Yeah. Just watching that as a whole, like, that didn't show any sort of love. There's just two people just happened to meet each other at the right time to try to, you know, somewhat help each other grow mm-hmm. in, in some capacity. Right. It's not in love. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't look at that as, like, they Mm-mm. loved each other. Just the way that they talked to one another. I couldn't, I couldn't Mm-mm. be, I couldn't. That's verbal abuse. I couldn't be with in a relationship like that. Just based off of what I've learned mm-hmm. from my previous relationships and things that I've seen with my parents and saying, you know what? Arguing, it just ain't it. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting like this, mm, it just ain't it. And hopefully, maybe on the outside, maybe that's what, you know, 
they kind of wanted the audience to see like you see this this is something you don't want to if it trigger you and you were like oh i don't like that and if you are if you are in a situation like that then maybe this is like your your reminder of baby get out mm. you know true because that reaffirmed the fact that you don't want to be in a relationship like that so you're going to stay clear of situations and people like that yeah I, I don't like arguing. I have so much peace right now. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't like it at all. Mm, okay. Do you or have you sabotaged love? I mean, when I say that, I know for me, when um, prior, um, still a work in progress, my girlfriends used to give me a compliment. I would immediately sabotage it by pointing out my flaws, um, something that I'm not happy with because of how I made myself believe that I'm not worthy of that compliment or act of love, or like just not being able to receive. Like I've sabotaged that for me. It's like sabotaging love, what somebody's trying to give me. You get what I'm saying? Yes, I understand what you're saying. And in some capacity, I think I've sabotaged love, you know, because sometimes I feel as if I'm not deserving. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason why I feel sometimes I'm not deserving is because I know how hard someone is trying to work to give me a certain certain things Mm -hmm. or not necessarily things but like affection Mm -hmm. and I'm just like yo please don't do that for me Mm -hmm. don't do it for me Mm -hmm. I want you to do it because that's what you want to do what I mean by that is I don't like when people do things specifically for me I like people to do things because that's what they genuinely want to do Mm -hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you, you just out the kindness of your heart. Like, exactly. I'm, you're on my mind. I'm thinking about you. Not because it's you or because I have to do this. Yeah. Because you're my girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to feel like you have to. I have to cook. I love to cook. So it, I'm just going to do it regardless. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm your girlfriend. A girlfriend's supposed to cook, clean and wash your clothes. I don't need that. I don't need any woman to cook clean or do anything for me. Out of habit. You know? Out of just... Yeah, don't, don't do it out of habit. Do it because it's something that you genuinely want to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes I may have sabotaged that by just telling people, like, don't do it mm-hmm. because, you know, you're doing it for me. I want you to do it because you actually want to. Gotcha. From your perspective, how's the dating pool? Is it pissy? Or is it, well balance but like good ph balances i haven't been dating like that for real i mean it's quarantine we can't go nowhere true um but there's a lot of women out there Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of men out there for the women that's looking and there's a lot of women out there um for men that's looking i just think oftentimes people are just so stuck on what's in their community, what's mm-hmm. in their immediate community, mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, looking to date people outside of their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Like, I met, I met this girl, right? Mm-hmm. You know, she was from Philly. Mm-hmm. Never been outside of Philly. Only dated guys in Philly. Mm-hmm. She was actually my coworker, and she would tell me, like, there's no good men out here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I mean, have you left Philly? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of good guys out here. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, 
she's like, I've never dated someone outside of Philly. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. You know, there's, I feel like th- the pool is, is big. I just feel like two people have to be ready. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, people have to know yourself, know yourself, know mm-hmm. what you want and go get it because it's out there. Now, how do you feel about women shooting their shots? Especially like a man like you. When I say a man like you, you know, people see your Instagram, they know you popping. Okay, um, someone attractive, someone who appears confident, and with like countless women posting like the kissy face or you know anything like, how do you feel about women shooting their shot? All right, so <laughs> first off, like the whole social media thing, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care for social media. For me, social media is a business, mm-hmm. so. The kissy emojis and mm-hmm. the smiley face. Yeah, that's cool, but like I don't pay attention. I told you, I mm-hmm. I don't even read my comments. Mm-hmm. Like I really don't. I mm-hmm. have my DMs turned off because mm-hmm. I don't want to be annoyed with that. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I also don't consider myself to be this high caliber of a man that you know is attractive and walks in the room, mm-hmm. gets any girl like. I don't look at myself as that. That's Nico Suave. That's mm-hmm. not Nikoi. Mm-hmm. There's, they're two different people. Mm-hmm. Like, Nikoi is real. Mm-hmm. That's a real person, someone mm-hmm. that you could have a conversation with. Nico Suave is an internet person that mm-hmm. people create an image in their head of who he is and mm-hmm. what he's about. And, like, I can't control what people think and create in their head of Nico Suave. I can only control what people think and i can't even really control about what people think of mccoy Mm -hmm. because if you don't actually sit down and have a conversation with me then you really don't know me you can just show up as your best self and let your character traits and your character of who you are speak for itself yeah that's that on the whole social media thing i don't play into it all that much Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't when it comes to women shooting their shot when I before you answer that part, when I say social media too, Nicole, you are attractive. Take the compliment, okay? You're fine, honey. Like you want me to what, what's up? You're nah, fine. I, yo, I, okay, okay. So I I know that I'm an attractive person. I don't think I'm ugly, mm-hmm. you know. Good. But I also know I ain't no. I'm not no Morris Chestnut. <laughs> like, don't don't put yourself no, down. No, 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 no. I'm no Idris Alba. You know, I'm, you get you out there. You you you're no, growing into it. Everyone on, looks. On, but but this is what I'm trying to say. Like, I know myself. Mm-hmm. I know my 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 strengths and my weaknesses. <laughs> like, and I know on a scale of one to ten, I'll give myself a solid seven. I'll okay. give myself a seven. Like, I'm not a ten. I'm not an eight. I'm not a nine. I know where I'm at, and I'm I'm confident with my seven. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. You mm-hmm. know. Um, and like I, like, like I said, I'll humble myself before life humbles me or anyone humbles me. Just because you may see yourself as a seven, somebody else may see you, see you as a 10. You're somebody's 10, you know? So like, ain't nothing wrong with seeing yourself as that and not allowing that to make you feel like you're, you're cocky or anything. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, like when people, when, <laughs> when people sometimes see me, he went, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. And I'm like, uh, you know, like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't like you. I'm not no Beyonce. I'm not. But you know what? 
I got some good jeans. I am fine, fine, and that's okay. And that does not make me less humble. Some people are just attractive. And not saying that separates anything else that they bring to the table. Okay, so let me backtrack then. When I said, let me take it back to what I said about, you know, Idris Elba and all those um, Mm -hmm. other guys. Idris is fine. Denzel is fine. But that doesn't mean Idris is Denzel. Denzel was fine in his own lane. Idris is fine in his own lane and so on. So like, uh, so I'm not comparing. In a way, I'm not really comparing myself to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really comparing myself to myself. Mm-hmm. And I know that who I can be and who I am right now mm-hmm. are two different people. Mm-hmm. Who I am right now, he's a seven. And but I know he's, that. It's still beauty I, in I, it. I know that, okay. right? I know that there's room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I get to a nine, I could be like, yeah, I'm a nine. Mm-hmm. You know, but right now where I'm at right now, I'm comfortable with my seven. Okay. And I, you know me, I'm not before, you know, I me know before that. the whole I'm, I'm, not, I know. I'm not some guy that just walks in like, yeah, I'm just confident. Nigga, I'm still your bitch. I'm no, not no. saying that. I'm not saying because you're attractive and you walk in a room that you, that's like, I have to come in with this, with big dick energy. I'm not saying that, but you know, you come in a room, someone will be like, oh my gosh, she is attractive. Like, oh my gosh, she is handsome. And that takes nothing away from your character and who you are as a humble young man. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you're fine, you're fine. And I only say that to say is because I struggle with that. You know, like I've been, it's funny, one of the students was like, Miss Ariel, I had my mask down in the bathroom. And I pulled it back up and she said, can you pull your mask down? I pulled my mask down. She was like, oh, you're really pretty, Miss Ariel. I said, oh, well, thank you. So are you. Like, I feel like if we don't acknowledge our own self, right, we get into the habit of comparing myself. Like, oh, I'm not as pretty as this person. No, I'm pretty and you're pretty too. Like, that's why I can confidently walk into a Whole Foods and I'll see a girl before we had masks on. I'm like, oh my gosh, you remind me of Nola Darling on on the Netflix the Netflix show. You're so pretty. And I have no problem giving no one a compliment because of just how I'm feeling about myself. Okay. So receive the compliment. Thank you. You welcome. Thank you. Okay. Now, do you like women shooting their shot? I don't. I don't mind it, honestly. Okay. Honestly, honestly, I kind of prefer it. You do? Um, yeah, I think I kind I kind of prefer a woman shooting her shot because it shows me at, at this point in my life, mm-hmm. it shows me that that she's serious. Mm. You know, like if she has some sort of intention, and from there we can take it from there. You know, from there I could I could pick it up and I could run the ball after that. It's just, I feel like dating sometimes it's like people often think they think that they're great mm-hmm. and they expect someone else to just shoot their shot mm-hmm. at them. But they, they give them like little small hints and this give it like a basketball analogy. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they, they'll put the ball in your court, mm-hmm. but they give you a deflated ball. Like, what you expect me to do with that? What you mean they give you a deflated ball? They give me a deflated ball as in like, there's room for improvement. Like mm-hmm. they think that they're so high that men have to walk up to them or women have to walk up to them. They just think that they're, they think that they're perfect and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I don't, I don't aim for those type of women. I like women that are grounded in who they are Mm -hmm. and not just expecting a man to cater to them all the time and, Mm -hmm. you know, do any and everything for them. Like, I'm going to do any and everything for my woman, Mm -hmm. but I also need you to be self-sufficient. Okay. But when it comes to, I guess for me, like, will I ever shoot my shot to someone? Me shooting my shot is like going two years ago and liking your pictures, right? Because I'm really shy. I won't necessarily shoot my shot because I'm shy, but I'm not rude either. And I don't know, don't nobody be shooting a shot for real, for real. But I'll get someone to ask me like, oh, you're so pretty. I know men are coming at you. And I'm like, I don't know if I have like a man repellent on or something, but like people don't really like, interact like men don't really interact they'll look but it's like they're too timid to confront me and I maybe I'm old school I like when men pursue doesn't mean that I I think I'm perfect because I don't I don't think I'm perfect but I want to see your um I want to see a little courage because that also tells me if you're you know a little not confidence but like if you're willing to approach me, then I know you'll be willing to other things that you may be uncertain with, you know, like that you may be a little nervous. You won't allow yourself to like not take your shot. So you're saying that being. Um... I like a little assertiveness. OK. And, and because I like assertiveness, I also look for that in relationships as well, because, again, I'm not always your assertive person. So I need that in the character, um, in the characteristic of a man. So the mm-hmm. one who does assert himself to me and acts or is willing to put himself like that, I know that, you know, it's foretelling like, oh, okay, I can, it's okay for me to be shy because he'll be right there and hold my hand through it. Mm-hmm. I guess because I have a lot of, women friends like yourself and I also grew up with a single mother mm-hmm. and just having conversations with my mother growing up and just women that I've just crossed paths with I understand that it's annoying when guys shoot their shot like sometimes a woman just want to go to the grocery store she ain't trying to get hit on if I see a, a fine young woman mm-hmm. right I'm not going to shoot my shot the first time me seeing her that, mm-hmm. that's just something I'm not going to do Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to see a beautiful, if I, if I'm supposed to shoot my shot at every beautiful person mm-hmm. that I walk past not every day, everyone. that's exhausting. It like, is, but not you know, everyone. Like, what does that do for your confidence, bro? Like every mm-hmm. time you shoot your shot, you get denied. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it's, I'm more selective with when I shoot my shot. Like mm-hmm. if I, if we cross paths multiple times, mm-hmm. then yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to shoot my shot. But like, if I just see you in the grocery store, hey, yo, ma, what's good? Let me get uh, your number. No, <laughs> we don't want nah, that. Nah, we don't like, want that. Uh-uh. No, and, 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 and just like, just because I see, uh, like, even when I just see a cute girl on Instagram, mm-hmm. I ain't going to be like, yo, I'm in here now. Like, mm-hmm. we following each other. I'm in your DMs. Shoot like, your shot with intentions. Y- yeah. Yes. But like, that takes, that takes time. Especially when you're mm-hmm. just following someone on social media, you know, mm-hmm. got to see what this person is about watching their story, mm-hmm. understand like, oh, do, are they talking about, you mm-hmm. know, you can get an understanding mm-hmm. 
about you can read people, between the lines. Oh, yeah, around what they post. You know, are you paying mm-hmm. attention to like what's going on in the world? What they care about. Yeah, like, oh, so you really just out in the club smoking mm-hmm. hookah. Mm-hmm, with during, no mask on. With no mask on during the <laughs> pandemic. Okay. Oh, you, know, I mean, you don't care about yourself. You, you know, mm-hmm. um, or whatever the case may be. You know, I I would say I'm more selective. I'm not just out here shooting in everyone's DMs. That's that's dead. Yeah, I don't think like women <laughs> like me would want that. No. If someone do pique your interest and in that you can see yourself like potentially dating, why not shoot your shot? It takes that's... me it takes me a lot of time to build mm-hmm. up to that. Okay. It takes me a lot of time for me to build up to that to just shoot for me to just to shoot my shot at someone to be like, hey, like, you know, I um you know, I think you're attractive. I, I would like to go on a date with you. Because, like, if I shoot my shot, mm-hmm. it's not just like a... I'm not shooting my shot just to say, hey. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot my shot with intentions of, oh, let's set up a date. Mm-hmm. I'm not just shooting my shot just to talk in DMs. Because what, what that's going to do? No. See, my approach now with dating is, like, opening myself up to date multiple people. And, I mean, right now you can't date, so it's, like, just conversation. So I am allowing myself to have conversation with people um, just to, you know, to learn about them, to understand them, to see as well, because I can hold a really good conversation. And prior me used to tell everything without a man asking. So now, you know, conversation tells me a lot, too, because it's like I'm not revealing unless you ask to to show me your caring capacity of what you want to know, mm-hmm. because I'll tell you if you ask. But if you're not mm-hmm. asking, I won't tell you. Mm-hmm. And then that shows me, you know, your intention cool. as well. Yeah. You know, like, do we continue with this conversation or not? Um. So a lot of people, I feel like sometimes are self-absorbed. People shoot they shot men to every single thing every single walking thing that they see just to, I don't know, like inflate their own ego. It's an ego. I was just about to say ego. It's an ego thing. I feel like guys just have to learn to just get rid of your ego. Mm -hmm. Ego is one hell of a drug. Like get out of your own way. Like just because a woman's not interested in you, please just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. it's, It's just ego why guys decide to shoot their shot at tons of women. And you don't really gain anything out of that. Like if you, if you twenty five plus, bruh, like mm-hmm. relax, mm-hmm. <laughs> relax. You that's what you do to build your confidence. Pre twenty five, mm-hmm. after twenty five, I feel like you should have grown out of that, mm-hmm. and you know you're on something different now. You know, you should be more mature. Yeah, should certainly be be more mature. And I, and for me, honestly, like you, you talked about like conversations. I feel like the pandemic, right, Mm -hmm. has made me a lot more strict in the conversations that I Mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have time for us to be texting every day. Or what you doing the hell out of me. Don't don't do that. Because I (laughs) promise you, I just will not respond. Like, Mm -mm. if we not, if there's no, if there's no um, intentions of a link up, Mm -hmm. Like even because people are linking up during mm-hmm. the pandemic, if there's no intentions of a link up, like I don't even see why I should even be texting it. Mm-hmm. Like because it's just one, it's just a waste of time. We're just texting mm-hmm. back and forth. I got shit to do. I'm trying to start a business. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to build a real estate company. You right. Know, I'm doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't have time to just sit down and 
what you doing all day? Mm -hmm. What you up to? How are you? Mm -hmm. Like after a certain point, like I no longer want to ask, what are you up to? Like, when are we going to meet up? Mm -hmm. Are we not going to meet up? Okay, cool. Text me in six months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, because like, it's, it's just, there's just no point. Yeah. Yeah. For me. That's how I look at it. There's just. I see that. That's okay. I like that perspective. I just feel like because I never dated before, because I just get into relationships and be in them for a long time. I don't know how to date. And I feel like it's real. Um, it's, it's ghetto. I don't like it. Dating is dating is so ghetto. Like, <laughs> I don't like it. Dating is ghetto. Buy me a house and tell me to move in. Like, I just want you to come, like, if I'm in the market, you see me in the market a couple times, or you just climb through my window and be like, yo, what's up, God sent me. And be like, for real? What's up? You know? I don't really like the, the whole dating thing. And I think it's because of my control, too, because I don't know where is this going. Like, I want, like, this is what you... Are you into this? Are you, do you see yourself? Like what, how are you trying to grow? How are you trying to add into my life? question, mm -hmm. right? Being that you said that you're dating, don't, don't look at me like that. <laughs> right? I'm opening myself up to opening dating. Up I'm having conversations right now. What is dating? Like what's the, what's the purpose of dating? Dating, the purpose of dating for me is marriage. Like we're dating with intent to dating. But like if I'm dating multiple people, like, Who's going to take up majority of my time? You know, like who's going to show forth that effort? And I'm busy and I value my time more than anybody else's time. And um, I'm a homebody, too. So how are you going to get me out of my home? Because I like being home. Mm -hmm. And what's your intention? Because I I'm good right now. I love being home. I laugh at my own stuff. Like I will crack myself up. So like I need to see dating. How are you adding into my life? How are you helping me to show up as my best self and remaining intentional? And yeah, what are you what are you adding to me? Mm. You see, because you said that you're you're freshly dating again. Just conversations. Just conversations, right? Mm -hmm. And you said that you're dating for marriage. Um I don't know, eh? What? I would say tread lightly with that. In, in what way? Like, I, my goal is not to be married tomorrow. Your goal in dating, I don't think... Because I've, I've, I've tried that. Mm -hmm. And I, again, my experience can also be very different from your experience. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I've tried the dating for marriage. Now, I realize that what I need to be dating for is for friendship. Well, yeah. So, okay. I'm not dating like, oh, of course I'm letting my intentions know. Like I want marriage. I want children. I want all of these things, but most importantly, we have to build a solid foundation. So that's why conversation is very important to me because people will tell on themselves. Their actions will tell on themselves. Their patterns will tell on them. And like you, I'm very observant. I pay attention. And because I'm good at um, having a conversation, I want to see if you're, if you are aware as well. Like if I flip this, the conversation on you, are you aware that I flipped the conversation or you're just so wrapped up on like just telling so much of yourself or, you know, like, what type of person you are. So that's like in the beginning stages. I'm not just hop, hopping in a relationship like, oh yeah, I like you. I want you to be my man. Let's go. Mm -mm, let's build a friendship first. 
And that's why I'm I'm celibate as well, too, because I don't want to have sex with you either. And that weans out a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I just wanted to get your interpretation and get your idea of dating. Because um, for me, it's so annoying sometimes when I start dating someone and then um, like we realize that we can't really date, but then it just ends. Mm-hmm. And when it ends, like we don't have no friendship. Like mm-hmm. we can't even talk like that. And it's the, mm-hmm. we were never really going to work from beginning mm-hmm. because if you can't be my friend, mm-hmm. you can't be my lover. If you can't be mm-hmm. my lover, we ain't going to make it to marriage because friends are friends. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. Like you build a solid mm-hmm. friendship so that, you know, we can talk and laugh and joke about things in mm-hmm. a relationship or not. Mm-hmm. Like we could, we have a, a true friendship, friendship. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then from there it grows and just adds on to so many things. That's why I now understand when people say I married my best friend, mm-hmm. it's not because that person is the ideal husband. Mm-hmm. No, that person is a friend. I can come and talk to you about any and mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. like legit any and everything. And in my experiences, in my dating, like once we find a hiccup and I and I say like you know what I don't think mm-hmm. us dating can work anymore it's just like well I well I can't be a friend then mm. that's really that's really good because I know too often I remember dating one of my friends and I thought we were really good friends and you know things happened it didn't work out and he completely stopped talking to me and I was like damn like because I went through that I It kind of made me feel like if I'm on the path of dating, we're going to be friends with the intention of you're going to, you know, we're going to date. But if I have friends, I won't cross that line because I don't want to lose a friend, you know, because because of what happened in the past. And for you to hear you say, you know, that person was never your friend then because we shouldn't be able to like if it didn't work out, we can't remain friends, you know, and moving forward, I was like, nope. Mm-mm. I value my friendships, you know, but you should value your friendships and your relationships and your marriages to still be a friendship there mm-hmm. at the cornerstone of it. Cool. Hmm. That was really good. What is the biggest thing you hear from black women when it comes to dating black men and loving black men? I mean, from talking with you and a couple of my other, you know, women friends. Um, I feel like there's not enough black men out there or men aren't pursuing them. But I don't think it's true because I got a lot of guy friends too and they're like, oh, I'm trying to date somebody. and mm-hmm. It just don't, they, they have a hard time finding someone too. So that's about it. I just think that. Okay. Is the phrase black men don't cheat real? No. Men cheat. Mm-hmm. No matter mm-hmm. the color. Mm-hmm. Um, men cheat oftentimes out of fear do black men cheat uh, <laughs> well black men don't cheat i mm-hmm. feel like all men cheat mm-hmm. and i feel like men cheat for selfish reasons for either not wanting they're one they're not happy in their situation and instead of letting that person go they try to do it and think they can get away with it when they get caught up, they eventually hurt the person even more as opposed to just walking away in the very beginning. 
Mm. Some men just are serial cheaters. They just, mm-hmm. they, one woman is just something that they can't be with. And so being honest with themselves and saying, hey, I know that I can't be with one person right now. And instead of just not committing to one person, they commit to one person and then they're cheating. Right. And sometimes that comes from a lack of satisfaction that we have within ourselves and not healing and not going to therapy and everything else. What's one narrative you would like to change about the depiction of Black men? And how would you or have you been personally going about being the change you want to see? I can think of one personally for you. Go ahead. The um, Black men in suits and how we see Black men. I was thinking about it more towards love. Yeah, Black men in suits, like, that's something that that's an important representation, just seeing a different variety of Black men, because in the media, in TV, like, we don't see Black men in a three-piece suit or a suit and tie. You know, they mm-hmm. always want to depict Black men with lots of tattoos, dreads, or, mm-hmm. you know, smoking weed and different things, like... There's other images of Black men out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like one of the things that I've I've heard um, that I would like to change is that Black men don't know how to love Black women. Mm. I don't know if that's something that's even within my power because I could only do what I can do. Um, for my significant other um, or whoever I'm dating or whoever I end up getting married to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's something that I would like to, I would, that's something I would like to see change, mm-hmm. not something that I would change. Cause I don't know if I had the power to, to change that. I mean, I think you could be about the change because when you, when God does give you that Proverbs 31 woman, right? And you'll recreate and procreate Black children, chocolate babies running around. That is something that you're adding to the change personally, Mm -hmm. the representation of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and I see you giving me that look. (laughs) Like, don't, don't, don't do it. But I don't think I can be that change. <laughs> Why? Because you're you're representing the image I, that we well, need to I'm see. I'm not more. going to be the I'm not going to be the Martin Luther King leading. No, this but change. you're the piece to the puzzle to I'm the a, greater scheme. I can be an addition. Another piece to the puzzle. <laughs> yes, yes. See, I, I'm just not that. I'm just not that guy. I don't know. I'm just not that confident. Overly, I'm confident. I'm just not that overly confident. Like, oh, I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna do this. No, um, you don't have to be. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. But like, you are a piece, just like Obama is. Obama and Michelle's a piece of the puzzle. Um, Beyonce, Jay Z, like that because they're representing that love that you know that mm-hmm. hey, we can love black women. Mm-hmm. You can love it on this on this scale. You can do it on here. You can see our scars and how we how we um, hurt the black woman and how we're trying to heal. Like there's one interview with Jay Z. He was like, you know, sometimes we do got to kill our ego. Like I had to kill my ego in my marriage with Beyonce, and you know, getting therapy and whatnot. So like we're all pieces to the the puzzle that God wants to change, and we all gotta we all play a part. And playing your part is bringing your piece to the puzzle. Okay. Okay. How do you heal as a black man? I go to therapy. 
<laughs> Listen, it's lit. When I go to therapy, I self-reflect a lot. I also journal. Started getting it into that in 20. I don't journal as much as I sh- want to, but I journal at like important events. I'll just come back and just, I'll just write down like, yo, today was great. I did, you know, mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z. Yo, today we learned about George Floyd dying in the media. Yo, can you mm-hmm. believe Donald mm-hmm. Trump? got exonerated mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know like things like that i'll come in and journal i don't journal every day um sometimes it'll be a month and i heal just as i mentioned self-reflection is one of the things that i do daily but like weekly like every sunday like i'm in the crib like light some sage or some incense you know burn mm-hmm. my essential oil sometimes i just vibe out with my music mm-hmm. and i listen to my thoughts that I'm saying to myself because mm-hmm. I talk to myself a lot. Mm-hmm. And through those conversations, I try to gain understanding about why I feel the way that I feel. Mm-hmm. And I try to be optimistic about my feelings and um, be, uh, being optimistic and understanding them. Mm. Okay. So how important is mental health for you and what barriers did you have to get through, whether personally or societal, in order for you to get out and pour self-love onto yourself in order for you to be a better Black man? In 2019, I was extremely depressed. And I did everything to try to like get over my depression. I was traveling. Mm-hmm. I, I On the outside, it looked like, oh, this man's living his best life but mm-hmm. no really what i was i was searching for something mm-hmm. to get me over this feeling and the depression that i was feeling during that time i just couldn't shake it mm-hmm. i just couldn't shake it no matter what i did i couldn't shake it. i would try to cook for myself mm-hmm. i would take myself on dates i would i went to therapy i i got a tattoo mm-hmm. i was a I went to Thailand. I was traveling. Mm-hmm. I started. I tried dating. Mm-hmm. I was doing everything I could to to heal, but I didn't realize healing is not like that. Mm-hmm. Like healing is not just you're not going to do one specific thing one time and you're just healed mm-hmm. like that. You know, healing is a continuous process. Mm-hmm. You continue to heal, and it was not until I. Uh, a year and a half later, when I was just like, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of my house. I'm going to build the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I built the fucking kitchen. I was just like, wow. Everything that I was depressed about just left me the moment I started building the kitchen. I remember you telling me this. I'm like, God is calling you to do it for yourself for a bigger reason. Like, I'm be noticed in the moment, you know? Like, yeah. it was meant for you to build this kitchen. Yeah. And... I just think it's it's just crazy right now. We're sitting in the kitchen. In the kitchen. That I just built. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely, y'all. It is lovely. Okay. I'm surprised that I'm I surprised myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what helped me get out of my own depression. Just really realizing that I can really do anything that I want to do. Like Paulo Coelho says, he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right, mm. you know. Mm. The alchemist also said, you know, when you want something, the universe will conspire in helping you achieve it. Mm-hmm. When I started building this kitchen, I don't, I'm not a contractor. Mm-hmm. I've been around the work because my dad 
was a contractor, but I've never actually built something. Mm-hmm. When you really want something, the universal conspiring helping you achieve it. I was going to Home Depot and buying wood. I'm standing in line because of COVID. This guy just starts talking to me. Come to find out he's an electrician. I'm like, fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like, I need an electrician. Yo, mm-hmm. come here, put these wires up for me. Boom. I got an electrician to do this shit for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to do that. God will align everything up. Yeah, for sure. What keeps you grounded? Like, what or who is your source? What do you allow yourself to stay connected to? Life keeps, like, just being a, a young boy growing up in Jamaica, something just like have not having running water. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember growing up when we wanted to shower, we would go to the river. Like legit. Or you want to wash your clothes. Like my grandmother was bringing the clothes to the river with some soap and washing clothes in the river because we didn't have running water. Because those little experiences that I have in life keeps me grounded. Also, I I talk to one of my friends legit every day. Talk to Zicky legit every day. That's That's like my brother for real. I love that guy. Hey, Zicky. Love that guy. I legit talk to him every day. And just being able to have someone I could bounce my thoughts and my ideas off of, mm-hmm. that keeps me grounded as well, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, last question for now. What are you most grateful for? And what type of love do you hope to spread and attract? I am most grateful for my creative mind. Just being able to think the way that I think sometimes, it really helps me with all that I want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. With my creative mind, it helps me think big. Mm -hmm. My accomplishments are only as big as how my mind allows them to be. I remember when I was in high high school and... I played baseball for 12 years prior. It's my senior year in high school. And I didn't have a scholarship to go to school. I didn't know how I was going to pay for school. My mom was just like, yeah, bro, I'm not paying for school. My dad was just like, I'm not paying for school because my older brother went to college and never was really mm-hmm. like, he didn't really go to college. So my parents were just like, we're not taking out that student loan debt. So you have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I just... March of my senior year, I just bet on myself. I said, yo, I'm going to run track and I'm going to get a scholarship. And I was, my creative mind allowed me to think of different ideas along the way that helped me to become the seventh fastest runner in the country, mm-hmm. to get a scholarship, to go to Villanova. Mm-hmm. That was remarkable. Mm. Nobody but God. Nobody but nobody but God. Nobody he but gave God. me this. God gave me this creative mind. You better go ahead and switch your stats. So I have to use the tools that God has given me to create opportunities for myself, but not just for myself, but for those around me, and being able to have a positive impact on the people that I come in contact with on a daily basis well good people it's that time time to fit you on to something black nikoi thank you so much for answering all my questions and making time (laughs) for me you already 
Um, you know, y'all, I got some good food for you, but I will also like to encourage you to read something from a Black author this month. If you haven't already, and I'm late in the game, check out All About Love by Bell Hooks. Thanks, Autumn, for recommending the book, girl. It's an amazing read. I read mine on Apple Books. It was cheap and easy to read. I believe it's on audiobooks as well. So whatever style you prefer, just get it and read it, digest it, and apply it. And do you have a book you want to give to the people? The only book that I can think of is the only, is my favorite book that comes to mind is The Alchemist. I knew that, you were going to say that. It's that, a classic. That's that's my classic, you know? Um, I feel like you got to read it once a year just to like yeah, align yourself. Right now, I'm reading this book called The Magic of Thinking Big. It's all in line with the self-development, self-help books. I like mm-hmm. to read those a lot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, good people, I'm about to shout out. Linda's Vegetarian Village, located 6381 Germantown Avenue, right here in Philly. Now, she has some weird hours, okay? But she's open Wednesday through Saturday, I believe, yes, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Go check her and her husband out, Mr. Beans, and he makes some delicious beans. And let him know, Ariel, from Good Food, Good People Podcast sent you. I don't know about y'all, but I love randomly finding neighborhood gems. It warms me up. And that is exactly what Miss Linda's Vegetarian um, Village did. As soon as I walked in, it was nice and warm. I was like, ooh. And then she was just so pleasant, so kind, and so welcoming. So I like literally and figuratively felt the warmth. So um, give them a play. You won't be disappointed. And listen, good people, if you know of any Black-owned spots or any delicious spots, let me know. Hit me up. I'm always down and looking for a new place to visit and review. So, Koi, what you shouting out today? I like this vegan spot called Nourish. Mm -hmm. Nourish is located at 943 South 9th Street in Philadelphia, 19147. It's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Go try it. I usually get the fried chicken platter. Mm -hmm. Also phenomenal. But the crazy thing is I gave it to my dad, you know, a strict, you know, Jamaican Mm -hmm. guy. Didn't tell him what it was and Mm -hmm. tell him what he was eating. And then I I watched him devour it. And then (laughs) I was just like, did you like it? He's like, yeah. He's like, why do you keep asking me that? I was just like, did you like it? He's like, yeah, I was like, would you eat it again? And then he was like, yeah. I was like, what if I told you that's not chicken? He's just like, what? <laughs> I was like, that's not chicken. He's like, what do you mean this is not chicken? He's like, that's actually... Like the oyster mushroom? It's the mushroom. Mm. And the way they cook the food, it's just phenomenal. Are you trying to become a um, vegan? No, I wouldn't okay. say I'm trying to become a vegan. I love chicken too much. So I can't, <laughs> can't get rid of especially jerk chicken. But I can say that I'm more conscious of the food that I eat. That's good. So I, I'll i do vegan, but I'll just throw a little chicken in there. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, good people. That is all. And thank you for tuning in and listening. And Ayo sent your water. I'm calling you out every episode, okay? We speaking life into this co- collaboration.
Hire your girl. Add some color to your roster of overachievers, okay? Don't sleep too long. Let God lead you and my husband to me. <laughs> because it is so and so it is. Remember, good people, have faith and speak life. If you haven't already, please follow Good Food, Good People Podcast at G-D-F-O-O-D-G-D-P-E-O-P-L-E-P-O-D on Instagram. And please follow Nakoi on his Instagram page as well. Nakoi, please let them know where they can find you. Um, if you want to be found. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm let them go ahead and discover, discover you. Um, Instagram, it's at Nico Suave. At Twitter, it's also at Nico Suave. That is N-I-C-O-S-U-A-V-E-A. And be careful what you follow. I mean, following Akoi, you receive good things. He takes fly pictures, y'all. He helps feed your spirit. A daily devotion. Okay, listen. I'm telling you, he helps feed your spirit. Okay, so follow us now. Be blessed, y'all, and remain a blessing. Remain intentional and always seeking God and make time for him before anything else. Before you hop on any social platform, make time for God. Be well, good people. Eat good. Surround yourself with good people. And remember to bring good in all the goodness there is home first. So see you next time, good people. Oh, and one last thing before I let you go. Good Food, Good People podcast will be introducing a new segment, which will be aired at the end of each month. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. It gets real juicy and raw, (laughs) just how I like it. (laughs) Be well. Love you all.